it seems so easy to go out there and run a hundred miles when I thought, you know, a couple of weeks before that, like a hundred miles was so intimidating. And now it's like, not only did we go do it, but we averaged over 20 miles an hour doing it. And, yeah. you know, to, and I was finishing strong, you know, that was the, that was the breakout moment on that hundred mile ride when, um, I felt like I, I had dialed in the nutrition to a whole new level. Looks like we are live. Let me close this window, making sure that we don't hear some feedback. How are you guys doing? I met and beyond overachievers around the world, swimmers, cyclists, runners, Ironman finishers, and wannabe triathletes. We are so excited today. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday is our live training, and we are here with Vinetta. My name is Coach Shangri-La, and we have Scott from Georgia. So he's actually three hours ahead of us here in California. And we are so privileged to have him because today is going to be a special one. It's going to be an interesting one, actually. Today, we're going to talk about someone, an athlete, who came from being prone injury. Next thing is to start setting 70.3 PRs. And actually, we have not even mentioned about his wins on other you know, extracurricular trail activities, and also finishing his Boston Marathon just last Monday. That's the main topic. But while we're talking about this one, because our athletes are well all around athlete, and I want us to also cover, you know, how to solve or how he's been able to actually overcome his nagging pain, prevent injuries while continuing to get stronger in swimming, cycling, and running. So some other athletes actually, you know, they have to take an off for a while and then let that heal something, you know, if you guys are going through something. But this athlete actually, yeah, he was able to overcome this nagging pains, injuries, and even get stronger within the four months, past four months. <laughs> and, I, and we'll go through it. But, you know, just to sum it up, what he was going through is he had plantar fasciitis. He also mentioned about knee pain, imbalance on his hip. And he could mention other things that I probably did not know at the time. <laughs> but yeah, so um, he's. we're also going to talk about how to maintain a manageable stress. And what is a manageable stress? You know, he'll, he'll talk about it. If, it. if he was really manageable, I mean, he's here. He's sane and he's smiling, <laughs> um, uh, you know, because he was also traveling for races. Okay. And it's not just in Georgia. Some of them are actually, if I, you know, in the West Coast, in the West Coast area. Okay. And plus traveling for races, demanding job. He has kids, wife, and still maintain, um, you know, friends. You know, he has friends. He actually works out with friends. So how can you actually do that? And at the same time, race. Uh, other things that we're going to talk about is how to build confidence. Who wants that? Where, and you can actually go on and anything you, you set your mind on you know that it's possible that it can be done. That would be amazing, right? And we're going to talk about that. Last but not the least is that we're going to talk about, you know, how can you actually finish strong on your races, even though they're back-to-back? And how about nutrition? Okay, because these are some of, the, some of the things that he was struggling um, before I met him. All right? So, everyone excited? Before that, let me share you how I met Scott, actually. And let me let me just say hi to all the people that are, that are yeah, uh, so many us. already. 
Hi, Andrea. Hi, Yesenia. Bernadette's here. Pauline, hi, everybody. Yeah. Glad you're joining us live. All right. So we're, everyone's just trickling in. There's more. So everyone, this one is not just Scott, myself, or Vinetta. This is actually you guys. You guys are a part of this one. So make sure you type in, comment down below if you're hearing us and say hi if this is your first time hello and welcome 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 so you know how did i meet scott scott is actually just one of you guys <laughs> he was he is he still is in iron man and beyond so i believe uh based on what we've seen is uh he was he's been here for since 2019 and actually the first uh, things that he shared is that when, let me share this to you. He was so proud of his finish. He's a fast runner. Okay. He's a fast runner. So now we, I wanted to find out, you know, if you're a fast runner, what, what else is there? Cause he posted this one and he finished 331, 52, his first full marathon. That's insane. All right. All right. So first full marathon, 331, 52. He's been in the group. He's been watching, he's been following, checking out stuff. How can you get better? You know, I'm sure you guys are all doing that, which is great. Uh, I hope you guys are getting a lot from our live because that's our intention is for you guys to get inspiration, get some tips, you know. So if you are, okay, because right now, you know, before coaching, you know, uh, Scott has a struggle with, you know, those injuries, swimming, nutrition. Those are just some of them, okay. And I want us to get into details in his story, and he's going to tell us more of that. But um, there are a lot of athletes who can relate to him. So, but first of all, go in the comment below and check. Let's check it out. Let's check us out. Let's, we have Brian also just joining in. Hi, Brian. Hey, Brian. So Welcome, let, me hear, uh, let me know if you can hear and see us. And Binet is going to pull up the live. And Gladstone's here Pauline, as well. Gladstone, what's up? Oh, my goodness. Everyone's just joining in. This is an amazing uh, live interview today because if you're the type of, you want to be a strong athlete, strong finish, but there's a but, you know, nutrition, injury, you know? All right. So it, let's start off really quick. Anyone here? All right. Anyone here? I want like two way communication or three, four way <laughs> communication or right. anyone here who want to do a triathlon. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to give up any extra curricular activities. What I'm saying is that let's say you love running so much. You love trail running so much. But then there is triathlon. How can you even fit that in? Right. You want to do ultra running, but you want to do also 70.3. And the next thing is that I want to compete. I want to go road running. How can you do all that? Hey, I have work also. I have dog. I have kids. I have family. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. I have to actually travel for races. Who here? Raise your hand. Are you one of those? It's like so you like adventure. You want to be traveling. But, you know, how can you fit this one in if you have 24 hours? I want to know. Okay, Gladstone, glad to see you all. Yay. All right. So, you know, or how about who who here who doesn't want to be hurting? You know, like, for example, do you really need to take an off from swim, bike, run, triathlon, or from training just to actually recover from what you're going through? Okay. Or who wants, who wants, he, who here wants to not let the nutrition be a problem or be a struggle? 
for you from you getting the result that you want. So for example, wouldn't you want to actually get that finish on your 70.3 on that half marathon when you can actually feel so strong and you don't have a but my nutrition fail, right? And you can't see the result. Okay. Or who here, okay, who has been seeing, let's say, doctors, chiropractor, physical therapist, but unfortunately, it's not, there's not like a much better, I want to be faster. Where is there any other way to solve this? You know, if you have nagging pain or discomfort. Well, I'm hoping that Scott will let us know. <laughs> okay. What he did, because, you know, when I was talking and coaching, when I've been coaching him, you know, like he did answer something and something, you know, like, for example, coach, I have problem with my hip and then later on knee. And then when I was on the call with him, coach, I actually had plantar fasciitis before. I'm like, what? <laughs> I did not know that. All right. So there's like popping up different things. So are you one of those athletes who are struggling with this kind? All right. So I want to see in the comment below, Vinetta's actually looking at the live right now as we go on. So raise your hand because if that's you, this is your live training, especially, especially, you know, you get tired of actually not seeing your result. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of people who want to win every time you race. I mean, Scott wants to win every time he races, <laughs> right? I mean, that's He wants awesome. adventure. It's awesome to win. <laughs> All right. I know uh, Scott wants to, sh uh, to share his story now. So let's welcome Scott from Georgia. How are you doing, Scott? Glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a privilege to be here. Awesome. Well, let, 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 first of all, we want to say congratulations of your recent finish in Boston Marathon. And that was your first time in person, Boston Marathon. And in fact, you did that 10 days after you beat your personal record in Memphis. How does that feel for you? I mean, actually, both events were amazing to be able to go and have the confidence to be able to run a full marathon 10 days after a yep. you know 70.3 being able to, to train up for that and even just think that that's even possible was was beyond my expectations six months ago there's there's no way i could have even fathomed it and when i got the uh the, the, the slot for uh boston it was it was something else to consider like not doing memphis or cutting out some other other races and uh -huh. you know we just put together the right plan to to be able to do both and let alone PR my 70.3 and then and then actually feel good and confident going into Boston was um, again just a, a whole nother level of endurance that I never thought I had yeah actually um, I remember looking at your training peaks or training plan two days after you finish your Boston uh, no the the Memphis 70.3 it was on Saturday and then Sunday and you're back on Monday you're on a one hour with some sprints and like you said, coach, this is the best feeling I've ever had. And, you know, he did not run a slow half marathon. It was sub two hours. And that's why he got uh, his PR of 537.48. Wow. So you have, you, you had Memphis 70.3. It was a PR. And in fact, it was not an easy Memphis 70.3. <laughs> Tell us more about it because I know it was raining. How was that experience 
for you? Yeah, actually, the first you know check-in day was really hot and humid and sunny. So it was kind of melting you the day before to try oh. to stay hydrated. Sure. And then we show up for the race and it was raining so much that the parking lots were flooded and they delayed the swim start. So one lesson learned there was I actually packed a snack for the swim, not knowing how long it might be. And it actually worked out really well. So, cause they delayed that start by almost 45 minutes for my time zone or my time, you know, qualification. So, but it rained the whole time. So the, the swim was on a, a small lake. And at first it was real flat. And by the time I was halfway through it, there was, you know, foot and a half waves coming over you because yeah. it was like swimming in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we moved to the bike and all the roads filled with water from the rain and wow. the potholes, you, you couldn't see them. So there were so many crashes and flat tires and to be able to be fortunate to come out of that with, again, hitting a goal time right. on the bike portion, the only reason I didn't PR by more was because the transitions were so muddy that you had to avoid the thick mud and just try to, you know, survive without getting totally caked with, with mud in your cleats and and your run shoots. So, um, quite an experience and an adventure for what that course was. Yeah. Uh, I did race on when it's rainy and it's actually, it could be slippery, just clipping, unclipping that cycling (laughs) shoes. And in fact, it could be actually, um, I'm actually going to share your time right now. So 5.30, with that muddy, muddy transition and rainy bike, 2.48. Wow. That's very impressive. Wow. 2.48 and total of 5.30, 7.48. And I went back after that race, went back to work. Did you go to work afterward? We, we actually drove home straight okay. after that race. So we, we basically changed in the parking lot. And <laughs> with wet and rainy and muddy, <laughs> and <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, right? Trail runners, ultra trail runners. You, you you learn to survive, and so that day we we finished around two thirty. We got in the car around four because you couldn't park anywhere near the event because the parking lots were closed because it was grass. And my wife drove home, and I sat in the back seat for about two hours with my recovery boots on and just massaging my legs and ice and doing all the things that you can do in a car ride for a couple hours. And then when she got tired, I took over and drove home and we got home about one o'clock in the morning. Oh goodness. And I was, I was happy to see on my training plan the next day that I had a 90 minute run. And again, this is one of those parts where I never would have went for a 90 minute run after a 70.3 in my life, never thinking you could. And that was, that was my recovery run. And then Monday was a track workout and Tuesday was another track workout. And I'm like, who gives their, their athlete two days of, of <laughs> high intensity training with mile repeats five days before their marathon? How does this make any sense? And the crazy part was by Friday, I'm like, I wish the race were today. I feel so good. So actually waiting the extra day or two was, I was just ready to go. So you did run right after your 70.3 and you still yeah, did it because I it actually, was your plan. So how did that feel though, when you were running? I know I mentioned that, but I want to, cause you, you saw it I'm like, who plans like this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You asked your coach. And, and you mentioned my friends. I do have a group that I try to run with from time to time and Tuesdays are run day and they're going, where are you at? We're, we're going for dinner. I'm like, I'm not done doing my mile repeats yet. They're like, well, how many are you doing? I'm like, eight. They're like, <laughs> seems like a lot. And I'm like, I don't know. It feels, I feel good. And 
you know, it wasn't so much about doing mile repeats. It was the way in which we were doing them and the way that there was recovery in between and the amount of effort. So it was like all these things that I never would have put together by myself. And, you know, I've been running since I was in elementary school and now I'm in my mid forties. Part of all of this is just learning how to actually run properly and run efficiently and run so you're not hurting yourself. And that was a big part of, again, like I would finish a race and I'd be injured or hurting where I need a week or two weeks, just simple workouts or skipping running and just, you know, riding the bike or going into the gym for strength training. And and never would I ever run, I'm sorry, never would I ever swim after a long run. And that's now my favorite thing to do. So it just helps again with the recovery and getting me, you know, back, back in the game quicker. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about a little bit more about where you were like just four months ago, actually. Like, mm-hmm. how was that different from where you are now? Where did you start from? Coach hit on it with my injuries. That was a, a common theme. Um, I ran a marathon last November and ever since I seem to have plantar fasciitis. So it was just, it's, it just wouldn't go away. And I would run some 50 Ks in different races, but it just, it just was so part of me that I would do enough, you know, massage and, and trying to get it to a spot. I was always taping it and trying just anything I could do to make it go away. And it would go away long enough for me to go do a five or six mile run mm. or 25, 30 mile bike. And then it was just right back. And that's, it just became so natural to me to have that pain to run through every day that it became the normal. And, you know, the same thing with my knee pain and my, my hips. So part of what I've learned over the last four months was the, the places where I was hurting was not a result of that muscle or that area hurting. It was the victim of something else. Good. So being able to identify what was actually the cause of the pain for the area that was hurting made all the difference to me. So that's where I could actually start to work on developing those muscles, the stabilizer muscles, creating balance in my body so that I wasn't overusing those muscles that would then fatigue, that would give me pain somewhere else. And I think that's the biggest part today. That is where I'm at versus where I was four months ago. Hmm. Wow. Are you guys hearing this? He's giving you all the secrets of what he did. (laughs) But also... Uh, you didn't mention that before you also were doing a lot of work. I, I remember you saying to coach that you were doing a foam roller. You were doing your, you were already, already doing those, you like the hot tub, PT too. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I mean. It's like, it was taking working. Yeah. It was, it was taking all of that effort to just go out and just be able to run with the pain. So now it's treating the areas where the, where the issues are. And not, like I said, the victim was my, was my calf or, or my heel area or my knee. So now it's understanding where that pain was the source. I'm able to actually, with the foam rolling that I'm doing today is not just about like treating that one specific area. It's about working out my whole body and doing it in a way that increases my flexibility. Like I, I used to be able you know, do my, my hurdler stretches and my butterfly stretches. Like mm. I can get my nose to the floor. Like I've never wow. been able to do that in my life. And I've been doing those stretches since high school. So wow. the amount of flexibility has tremendously improved just from the way I'm, I'm actually using the foam roller. You know, you, you buy a foam roller and it comes with a couple stickers that shows you do this, do that, do that. And having some videos, having some training, getting the proper way to use the tools and use them to the point where they're, the way they're really designed and not just, okay, I think I'm foam rolling. 
<laughs> just like I was running. Like I've been running since high school, but I've been running wrong. I just two weeks ago, I kind of figured out how to breathe properly. I mean, this is 30 years of running and, and it's silly to say this, but I'm just learning how to run properly and efficiently, you know, doing those recovery drills all adds up to, you know, being able to have the confidence each day to, to go back out and again. I mean, this, I mean, back in 2019, you're already running 333. You run a full marathon and then now mm-hmm. you're just telling us, you know, you're, I'm actually just learning. It's funny because when you run, you just tie your shoes and everyone just like, Hey, I'm running. I'm a runner. Right. But then, exactly. you know, you yourself, you're telling us that it is only right now that you actually have, you know, learned how to run efficiently running and without, yeah, go ahead. right. And, and without causing the, the high impact stress on my, on my areas that were giving me, you know, those weaker muscles that were fatiguing quicker that was then causing me pain. So, you know, I had that, that race that was 331, but I also had a DNF in there because my knee was hurting so bad I had to drop out. I mean, I, I literally couldn't take another step. Yeah. Wow. And then with some recovery, a week later, I went out and ran a 44-mile trail race. And that's just how it goes for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> And uh, I, I wanted to bring this one up because um, this one was actually – First week, <laughs> first week, you're already saying, you know, felt very comfortable. Uh, and the run was fast for what I expected. It felt like 930 pace, but was 732. And at the time, you actually mentioned about, you know, mm-hmm. running uh, along the hot coals. One of the tips yes. or cues that you actually learned during the beginning. And I, mm-hmm. is that something that what when you're saying, you know, running efficiently, is that more of the cues or the drills? It, you know, or the technique? Is that something that you just recently learned then? Yeah, I think it was really on, on my first couple of weeks of, of being signed up on the plan. And, and that, that 75 mile bike ride and, and brick that you just put up there, that was on like a 95 degree day. So, <laughs> so to run a it's 732 pace, <laughs> um, I think the actual the heat index was like 103 that day. So wow. to, to be able to feel again, 75 miles. I never went more than 60 on my bike ever until that day. And we rode 75 that day, rode 75 a week later, or two weeks later, and then we rode 100. And I say we, I had a training partner kind of doing this with us, but we didn't do any drafting because it was all interval based. And we wanted to get every ounce of that wind in our face to be able to, to do that. Wow. You asked me a question and I, and I, sorry, I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, so is it something, is that some a result of you being able to actually oh. learn the technique that helps you out we're in you feel like you're running at 9 30 or you're running slow but when you look at your pace it's like whoa it's actually i'm not putting a lot of effort yeah exactly that so when i say it felt like 9 30 because I, I was trying to just take it easy i was trying to run slower and with the high cadence and the technique change it made it feel so much easier but my pace was actually quicker and my heart rate was was I wouldn't say reduced, but it was like at a lower pace, lower heart rate for the pace that I was going. So, especially in Georgia where it's that hot, it, I can easily push into the 170s on a hot day running a 730 pace. And, you know, I was able to kind of stay in that 160 range. So, it was, it was all things. It was kind of like you're hitting on all these cylinders that just make you feel, you feel like you're doing well. You feel like you're improving. You feel like you're hitting your goals. You're getting faster. It's becoming easier. And it was all coming back to the improvement and the pace from the drills, you know, being more efficient, um, the way I, w- the way I run again, it was, I always felt like I've been running the same way that my coach taught me how to in cross country in high school. 
and it's just it is so wrong oh <laughs> but hey you are a much faster much smarter runner where and you can actually save your energy so you can go longer and without injury yeah and that's where i'm at today like being able to come off i mean we talk about the you know the transition from the, the 70.3 to the boston yep. but it was two weeks before the 70.3 that i ran a 23 mile mountain trail race where it was 4,000 feet of elevation. I almost think that that was more difficult than going from the try to the marathon and run. <laughs> to, come, to come out of that and then actually PR that 70.3 was when, when you ask about the accomplishment, you know, that's where I really feel that not only was that a PR, but most people, when they go out and try to PR, they're, they're just taking it easy for a couple of weeks at a time and, and was out there running you know, the Georgia Jewel trail race, which is just, you know, beast of a, of a, of a trail and, and uh, the way it's laid out. So uh, I saw this one of this ones that you actually posted in your timeline, which is you said five amazing races in five different states in seven weeks. Tell us more about this one. What are this bling blinks? Yeah. So, so maybe I'll start because I think they're, well, no, they're not in chronological order, but um, the one on the right is the hood to coast relay. This is a 199 mile relay from Mount Hood, Oregon, out to the seaside coast. And, you know, it's a 36 hour race. Um, You're in a van for two days, plus the flight there. And it's just an epic adventure. Um, You you do it with friends, you get to know the people really well, you think you know them, but then you really know them after that. (laughs) Um, we, We literally slept maybe less than an hour on on the night through the travel. And I was the last runner and it was just so amazing to finish that race and run into uh, seaside and just, and finish that. It was just quite unreal. And again, there's a lot of accomplishment with that one. Uh, The Tuscazor was actually the week after. So we did that race on a Friday through Saturday. We came home on Tuesday, flew to Ohio on Friday and ran that race on Saturday morning. Wow. So (laughs) quite the logistical change. Yeah, um, so you're in Georgia, you went to Oregon, you got a 36-hour race, yep. and then you yep. went back to work, and then go back to, work. to Ohio the next weekend. <laughs> yep, exactly. That was Labor Day weekend, okay. and we went for we went for a wedding, and I wanted to, you know, I was back home, and I haven't been in a race there for a long time, so we tried to find a race. The only thing that was going on was a 100-mile event with the, you know, and they let us, they had a 25 and 50-mile option, so it was the shortest race I could find, and um, <laughs> okay. we just went and did it, you know, so. Um, and I know this another, again, mile Georgia Jewel is a hard course, too. Yeah, that's, um, that was 23 miles with, with over 4,000 feet of elevation, Wow. I ended up doing about 30 miles that day because I, after I ran, um, I had a friend who was running the 50 mile version and he got hurt on the trail and he called for help. So I packed a pack and went out and ran, ran the five miles out to him and, and helped get him patched up and, and then get him to the finish line. Wow. Um, the finish line in this race is the very end, the last like two tenths of a mile there's a section of road that is a 40% grade that's 187 feet long. So it's basically straight up Hard. for, wow. it, yeah, it's insane. It, wall. <laughs> and this is after, yeah, and this is after your 20 plus miles or 40 plus miles and oh, your calves are just lit up. It is just and the crowning piece of this race. And is that a week after you did what you just said <laughs> about almost over 30 miles? Mm-hmm. 
and then you went back to work again, right? Yep. You have to recover yep. at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> recover at work. Okay, recover at work. And then is that when you actually went to Memphis 70.3 or the weekend after that? We had, we had a weekend off in between. Okay. And then we went to Memphis. A week off. And you went yep. to Memphis 70.3. So all this once, what we're talking about, Georgia, Oregon, Georgia again, work, went to Ohio, go back to Georgia. Oh, coach, I have a trail run. Oh, I need to also help, you know, uh, another athlete. So I ran at least 30 miles. We had a week off. And then we got 70.3 Memphis PR. How did that feel? Oh, and then the next thing is that 10 days. Boston. That was basically as what you posted here was that seven weeks. All this one is everyone. I mean, can you just wrap your head around it going from the East Coast to Oregon to the other side and actually race almost every weekend with the work, with the kids, with the family, and actually attending a wedding and with friends, still seeing friends during the weekday training is that right because it's in you are still balancing it, it was it hard was it easy is it something that you, you normally do scott it, it's definitely a challenge to get the training in just because we had the races and yeah. you know you have your race where you taper up to it you go to your race then you do your recovery so to do that many events in in just a short period of time and not just like events but they're drastically different you know one is a 36 hour relay one was a a trail race that was kind of flat. One was a trail race with mountain. One was a triathlon, swim, bike, run, and then one's a marathon. They were all just drastically different. You know, I have some people, and of course I heard the stories last week with people saying, well, I went and ran the marathon in, in Chicago. And then the next day ran Boston. And you're like, the same that's a great that. achievement. It's amazing. <laughs> but none of these had any characteristics of being the same. Um, so it was a whole different training plan for each one of these. And I had that's this, but everybody who I went to these races with, it was their crowning achievement for the year. You know, the Georgia Jewel was like, all my friends were training up for that. That was their race for the year. I had another tri group that was, that was their race for Memphis for the year. You know, Boston was their race for maybe even a lifetime. Um, And to do all these and just be like, okay, we're going to do this, this one, this one. And being able to have that, again, right plan to execute for each one of those types of races was was even more special than just doing five events totally agree i have to brainstorm (laughs) i'm like right here looking at the plot how can i make this happen for scott Mm. i know he's strong but then at the same time i want to make sure that he doesn't get hurt and at the same time i need to make sure that he doesn't get sick and actually happy with the results it looks like you're happy i'm very happy very happy and i haven't been hurt or sick since we started so wow that is very impressive. Would you have done it before? Like, would you have actually thought that you'd end up like this? Because everyone, he, his main goal, okay, his main goal is actually Cozumel. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cozumel, Ironman Cozumel, which is next month. But, you know, we are talking about right now because we have to catch up everything because right now he's already winning even before the main goal. And I said, you know what? We got to bring Scott here. There's so much that, you know, that he's doing so amazing. How, how is he even able to do that? And then with this, is this 
a reason how the confidence went up? How how did that higher confidence went up? I mean, I know you're confident, strong man already, mm-hmm. right? But you know, like now after all this that you've achieved and actually experienced it, hey, it is possible. Is that something that actually helped with the confidence, Scott? Or is there any other reason? No, it, it's a hundred percent. And you know, you mentioned about I've been. I think you look back when I joined like 2019, I've been lurking for a long time and kind of following your story. Mm-hmm. And just, it was so inspirational. And finally I'm like, okay, I came back from Chattanooga that I did earlier in the year and you didn't put any of these results and you, you, you probably should put these up there because it shows you where I was right before I came to the coaching and becoming a member um, because I had my worst race ever and oh, wow. it wasn't good. I was, I was very disappointed because I trained all I winter long. I, yeah. Really? I swam so yeah. much and, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I swam so much there and, and of course I'm a strong runner and my bike was actually good. I, but the swim and the run and my overall result, I just was so disappointed with. And I came back from that and said, I'm going to find a coach. And I was, I looked all the way home. My wife was driving. I was searching on my iPad and, and I came back to, you know, following your, your, um, feisty Fox and, and Iron Man and beyond. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to reach out here. Yeah. And from that point, I, I can't remember exactly. I was maybe a two Oh seven on my run. I was actually faster in Memphis in a lake swim than I was in Chattanooga with a river swim. If that's, if that tells you anything, right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But, but I was a two Oh seven in Chattanooga on that run, I was a sub 150 in Memphis. So there was almost 20 minutes of difference that coming off the bike, having those plans made out for you know the interval training and the bricks and being able to feel like a 730 pace is easy on a 100 degree day. There's there's just no way that I would have been able to to do that on my own or even think it was possible. Wow. And yeah. what made you what made you actually go with, you know, I'm just going to go with coach Shangri-La here. Like why not some other coach or why not continue what you were doing? You know, I could see how connected she was to each of her athletes. Not just like as a group, but I really could see like even on just an individual level how involved she was and how in tune with them. When I looked at some of the other plans, they were plans and there really wasn't this level of involvement from the coach. It was kind of like just a glorified you know, training plan. And that wasn't what I was looking for. So when there was a seven day free trial and I was like, I don't think I need it, but you know, okay, you know, <laughs> gave me some assurance. So I got to see some of the, the, the actual content and the material firsthand. And, and even in the first week when I had these drills, I'm like, well, this is all drills based. And yeah, she's, she's done these, these Guinness records. She must know what she's doing. She actually seems a little more crazy than I am. We got to test that out first. <laughs> and then Iron Man's intended. So, yeah. Um, so you know, it was for me, it was, I, I was, I could just see how sincere that she was with her athletes and just personalized and being able to create that individual need versus this one thing fits all. And that, that to me was a big difference maker. Well, that's very nice. It was like, my heart's like, juk, 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 juk. you better. <laughs> yes, because I love you all. <laughs> it's like, seriously, I get so affected. It's like, when you finish that Boston, I'm like, yeah, you never could see me like jumping or like that Memphis. I was celebrating my birthday and I'm like, oh, goodness, Scott. Yes. On my birthday, <laughs> because you PR'd. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was so right. And, and you know, I go back about the athletes. I remember 
one special moment about Eric Larson. And he ran what I thought was an amazing time. And I think you did too. But I, I watched how you tracked him and just posted about his accomplishment as it was happening, like this live stream. And, and this was one of the first couple of weeks within in, in the program and kind of getting to see all the content. And that was just, that was heartwarming to me, just seeing how, again, like reassuring to me how involved you were and connected. I'm like, is this like her number one athlete, you know? But no, it was just just one of everyone. It was, you're the same way with every one of us. And that was, again, something special that I think you offer that nobody else does. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. So, um, so like, let's talk more about, how about this one, the challenges, okay? Because it's not, it wasn't easy, right? Mm. So I'm going to mention some of the challenges that I think I know. Uh, there's travel, right? Travel for races. Right. I'm not sure if you were traveling for work also, but definitely there was a demanding work where you put a lot of your brain work and, you know, you use more of the sport mm-hmm. as an outlet. On July 11th, and I might be wrong, and you should be remembering the date when you were struck by a lightning. And yes. you can tell more about that. <laughs> Everyone while swimming in open water. While swimming in the open water, hurt his dog passing away, his beloved dog. Uh, some COVID vaccination were in your health, you know, you had to like take a break. I mean, you have not even talked about family, you know, responsibilities, home responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Like how have you been able to manage? Okay. And I think this one will be very helpful with a lot of people who's actually listening right now. How have you been able to manage the training, the flying to races and taking care of yourself, you know, taking care of yourself, getting the result. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. And at the same time, enjoying the race and, you know, finding what you can learn from it and actually, you know, valuing it. How are you doing that, managing all these things? That's a great question. And you're right. I think there's so many out there that would relate to this. And I have a good friend who trains with me and goes to some of the races and, you know, he's got small kids. My kids are a little bit older, so but they still like to hang out with dad. I was traveling with work. I was traveling with the races. Um, in fact, back to the July when I got struck by the lightning, it um, was because we had July 4th. And on the morning of the 5th, I had to fly out for work. And I came home on a Friday night and traffic through Atlanta getting home was terrible. So I told my family that I wanted to go do a weekend away. So we rented just an Airbnb just to go away because again, doing a lot of races, my kids being in school and having jobs and boyfriends and girlfriends, we, we just don't get together as much as all five of us at one time as we used to. We went away and came home on Sunday and I had an open water swim scheduled for that day, but it was calling for rain and I thought I could get it in. And while I was out swimming, I wasn't paying attention to the change in the weather. So when it got really dark outside, I really didn't see it. And one thing there that I had, I always use like tinted goggles, like smoked lenses. And I think it just helped not identify that the storm clouds really moved in. Yeah, I was about halfway into my swim and I just felt this, like something hit me, like a, like literally like a torpedo hit me. Very fortunate that it wasn't worse, but I had just swam, like it hit right behind me. So if I would have started my swim just like 20 seconds later, it would have been right on top of me. Wow. So from that moment... I felt just like I've got a second life and it was hard actually getting back in the water from that. It still, still is when it's getting dark, even when I can't see it's a little PTSD there, it comes back. Um, so I, I try to swim once (laughs) all daylight and sometimes my wife will come down and watch, but, um, that was definitely a scary moment. 
Um, like I said, it took me just a few days to not just recover from that, but uh, to really kind of take it easy because of how much it affected my heart and not being able to push it. Now, here's where I think the crazy started because that was on a Sunday. And on a Saturday, we did the last man standing competition. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think I, I, I ran 25, 24, 25 miles that day, that next Saturday. And again, Georgia heat, 100 degrees. <laughs> um, so, but being able to, you know, leverage what I'd already learned about controlling my heart rate, running more efficient, was able to help me get me through that. And not only was it about that part of the running, was some of the things about nutrition and hydration. Mm -hmm. So as I was running, I was weighing myself after every couple of miles and actually seeing how much weight loss I was experiencing and how much hydration I needed to intake. And, and then using all of that knowledge that I was learning on that training run for my next long bike ride, which I was then applying to my next race. It kind of all started from that sequence of events. Wow. So crazy. Wow. <laughs> so that's actually, so in terms of the nutrition, you touched base on the nutrition, right? It's more of being aware of how your body's functioning and actually acting on it, adjusting to it with how your body's progressing. And that's what you've learned recently. Is that how uh, you're, you got to, you know, understand your nutrition now? Because I know that's one of your struggles as well. I think, you know, before, you know, I had no real understanding of how many carbs I needed, how many calories I needed, how much consumption I needed. I also thought that you ate your nutrition and I've learned to drink my nutrition <laughs> and you know, do other things than what I thought was the right way to, you know, consume those calories or consume those electrolytes. So over the last few months, being able to kind of identify some of the products that make the nutrition easier when you're on your bike or on your run. So it's trying to stack that in a bottle so that you don't have to just worry about your stomach kind of getting out of shape or, mm -hmm. you know, can I really eat this bar right now? Mm -hmm. So if you can drink your nutrition and get past the idea that you'll be hungry, all being mental was, was a big win for me. That was, I think, one of the big breakthroughs that I had. I think it, it basically it opens up what else mm -hmm. is out there of, besides of what you already knew. And then mm -hmm. now getting all that information and actually, how about me? <laughs> yeah. Right. And we had the, uh, also our registered dietitian answering questions besides me. That yeah. Having the, having the race nutritionist gave me just a couple little nuggets that were just, again, things you don't get from your friends or from other people doing races, you know, being able to ask those questions and have those resources available was, was a big, again, just a big win and how I now stack my nutrition and how I prepare for my nutrition. And, you know, whether it's the pre workout or the post workout or the post race, what I kind of went for, even I mentioned about the, the Memphis race, you know, we did the call with the nutritionist right before that, <clears throat> excuse me, right before that, and I was able to take what I was learning there, even just, even if it was just validation, it gave me the confidence to put it back into my meal plan for that race. So out of, I'm just curious, because out of all the things that you've, you've gained and learned, there's nutrition, there's all the endurance stuff, the back-to-back -back racing, how running to recover, technique. recover, yeah, uh, running technique, swimming technique, confidence, all the building that you've been able to do, out, out of all of that, what would you say would be like the number one thing that Coach Angela really, like what made the biggest difference for you out of all of that? You know, and I think it's the plan having, you know, she, she, again, she takes what you want to do, what she thinks you're capable of doing, maybe pushes you just past that and giving you a plan that's so balanced to what you're trying to achieve. 
And I think I had a, was a special little project there with the trail running and the relays and the races and the, you know, so being able to kind of put a plan like that together for me, where I'd be trail running on a, on a sunny night and then in the pool the next day or on the bike with a brick. And, you know, I was doing bricks on Thursday nights and I'm like, this has never happened before. <laughs> and the next day I'd be like, I'm going to be dead. And I wouldn't, I'd have tons of energy. And then I'd go Saturday and I'd do this 75 mile ride with a four mile run. And the next day would be like 16 miles on a track. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Like I can't even get rehydrated in time to do that, but I would wake up and I'd go to the track and I would go out on this run. And I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying this. This is kind of crazy to think that I'm out here with what I did yesterday. It just seemed like she knew exactly what I would need before I would even go do it. And that was again, back to the success. There's no way that I feel like I would have gotten that kind of a plan anywhere else. It's super customized <laughs> for a crazy, <laughs> for a crazy race schedule. He, he, when, when I talked to Scott, I was like, well, I get tired just reading trail run back to back. Um, <laughs> where can I fit? How can we train this one? So you are recovered already by the time you go Memphis. How about the Boston? So we, we did our <laughs> first, <in> my brain. <laughs> when before, we did the um, Hood to Coast Relay the weekend before I did my first century bike ride. Yes, yes. And you had in the in the plan for me to complete that in six hours and 15 minutes. And we completed it in five hours and 12, 13, somewhere right in there. Oh. So like I beat that by like an hour. And I'm like, I think she's going to yell at me. But it just, <laughs> again, it just, it seems so easy to go out there and ride a hundred miles where I thought, you know, a couple of weeks before that, like a hundred miles was so intimidating. And now it's like, not only did we go do it, but we averaged over 20 miles an hour doing it. And, yeah. you know, to, and I was finishing strong, you know, that was the, that was the breakout moment on that hundred mile ride. When I felt like I had dialed in the nutrition to a whole new level because finishing that hundred miles and then getting off the bike and, and, you know, feeling alive, not just suffering back to the end. Like I told you about my training partner was, you know, I was pulling him the last 15 miles, you know, he, he just couldn't, couldn't get there with us. And to be able to finish strong and just get to the end with, you know, pushing the pace still was, was something special because we were fading on those 75 mile rides. Wow. So getting that together was, was, um, again, kind of like in that whole sequence of, of events and then using that to go into, you know, hood to coast. And then the, the other, you know, trail races it was just a perfect, perfect way to test it all out. Actually, uh, we were just, I'm just reading here. Brian's also working on his nutrition. Pauline agreed about nutrition also earlier. And uh, Simon says, excellent. Simon just joined in too. All right. Well, you know, we actually touched base a lot of, uh, uh, of what Scott has shared to us. Uh, we touched base about the training. And it's not just about going hard all the time. It's actually being smart at the same time because he, when he started uh, mm -hmm. Bucks coaching, like I said, you know, he was already running faster. But other than that, he started running, you know, more efficiently, saving energy. Okay. And actually being able to run and at the same time do triathlon, wherein he's not sacrificing swimming and cycling. He actually just PR'd also the Memphis 70.3, and he did not give up his ultra trail running. He actually did a lot more. <laughs> I think he did more of that, but he, he has gotten much better, 
you know, not being injured, which is actually the next part. Because one thing is training, and I know you guys are listening to this. One thing is training. A lot of athletes just focus on training, 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 training. But then how do you train right way? How do you put together a plan that would work wherein you can actually achieve the results that you want to achieve while balancing everything? The next thing is body maintenance, which is the injury prevention, which he also learned. You know, one of the things that he said earlier is that, you know, what hurts is not really, you know, the main cause of it. You know, there could be other different areas and it's actually more of a victim, you know, and that's when um, Scott actually learned, continued, you know, start learning of where, how he would do a foam rolling, <laughs> you know, foam roller could be so simple, but he started like, okay, how can I get better with this, you know, being able to prevent his injury or his recurring injury? Okay. Because before he was already seeing PT, okay, chiropractor, he was already doing a lot of great things actually, but he has learned a lot more. That also includes the third one, nutrition. He was also already kind of doing it, but then now he has opened up, you know, what else is there? Okay. Are you guys catching those? Uh, I mean, I don't make sure that we're reading everything. So uh, I'm basically summarizing of what we talked about. Definitely Scott has the mindset. Okay. Scott has the mindset already. He has a strong mindset. But then now he got just got stronger because he has the confidence because it's not just me motivating him. Hey, you can do it. And actually... It's more of like, yes, coach, I can do it because I did it. I experienced it. I actually have it in my chapter where I will remember this. You know, if I did that before, why can I not do another thing? Well, it's the next one. So I don't know what's the next one for him after Ironman Cozumel. But his mindset has gone stronger. He was, he has already a strong mindset, but now he's unstoppable. He has got, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like we said, we had, he had challenges, family, traveling for work and, and races and just balancing time. Okay. Um, and then the last but not the least race strategy. Well, Scott, we want to congratulate you. It's just actually, we're just in the middle or maybe as a start because you're just about to do your full Ironman Cozumel. <laughs> it's not even the grand, you know, goal that you told me. You know, the other one's like, gosh, I'm just going to do training, but you're feeling good right now. <laughs> you know, so you have Ironman Cozumel and you're just starting and you're starting really strong and well, because right now, not, I mean, you have a lot more knowledge and experience and how you can actually solve these things, right? It's just the beginning. There's so much growth ahead of you, Scott. So every, for everyone who's watching, uh, who, for watching this, are you guys inspired? Because if you are inspired and you're learning a lot, I want to know, Scott want to know, Vinetta want to know, so we can continue doing this live every week, all right? So we can continue giving you value. This is what we do in Feisty Fox Coaching. We help busy High achievers crush the races, no matter what kind of challenges that you're having. Whether you're already a fast runner, just like Scott, but but there's a but. What is what are those but? You know what's holding you back? What's the, for example, what's your break? What's holding you back from getting the result? You know how about like you know that you 
you're capable of something, but maybe, you know, like you're scared to actually even commit to it because you're afraid that you might fail. Or maybe you already have a lot of friends just like Scott, like who already are fast, but then are there any other ways for you guys to actually solve what you're going through? Because that's what actually Scott has gotten uh, with Feisty Fox Coaching. I mean, he has a lot of fast friends, really good friends, really good environment. Scott, your wife is so supportive. You guys are like really good partners. Yeah, but if you think about it, Scott is a strong man and he still has learned. He's saying that he actually even just learning right now how to run efficiently to save that energy. And he's learning over how his body's functioning. Okay, so we love working with athletes who are excited about going after those big goals. Like if you want trail running, why are you going to stop that? Right. It just just because you're doing 70.3. I mean, there's ways. Okay, of course, it's it's kind of hard. Like, you know, like Scott said, well, I don't think I can put up that kind of training plan where I can fit in together. Okay, there are ways. I'll give you loopholes. <laughs> That's what I just gave, you know, Scott. All he does is that basically execute, definitely ask questions, learn and actually ask, hey, how can I actually, you know, how about me? How do I apply what I'm learning right now to me? And that's what he has been doing, taking notes of his nutrition. Okay. Um, not only that, but also we want to achieve them sooner. Okay. Meaning that, okay, maybe you want to, you know, you want to be a full Ironman finisher like next year. Well, what if we can achieve that sooner while you getting stronger in cycling, running and swimming and at the same time also overcoming your nagging injury? Okay. So if that's you, if you're struggling with your nutrition, if you actually are fast already but want to get faster or if you plateaued, what else is out there? Okay, so we in Feisty Fox Coaching and actually in Ironman and Beyond, okay, we actually give this 15-minute call, and it's mainly actually to see like what can what other things that we can help you out right now. Like for example, that 15-minute call is like, okay, what are your challenges right now? And guess what? I might just give you a couple homeworks. Like actually, Stephanie, when uh, in Texas, when we had a call, like, hey, Stephanie, what about this? You have a long run this Sunday. This is what you're going to do. Okay, I might just give that to you. If you're ready for something like that, that is 15 minutes free call. Free call to give you some strategy or homework that you need to focus on right now because you might want to be doing so many different things, but what is the main thing that you can do right now that will make massive results? So if that's you, okay, just go ahead and comment down below, help coach. Okay, so we can actually have Binet or myself give you a message and actually check out how we can help. And also, that's also a time we're in. Hey, are you ready to get help by us? Because we don't really help everyone. <laughs> okay, our coaching is not for everyone. Okay, but if that's you, if you're like Scott, okay, who really like, okay, coach, I want to get help now because coach actually, uh, yeah, so he's been with us 2019, Scott, and then finally. Aren't you happy that you actually reached out to us? That was only like May, May, June. It was, it was in June. And I'd say that's the only regret that I have is, is not signing up sooner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was I mean, like, COVID. Like, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I was, I was doing, again, I, I always think yeah. I can do something on my own. And that's just my mentality of trying to learn on my own or 
you know, watch YouTube videos or read books, but there's, there's just so much, there's only so far you can go on that. And then that's where you need the professional help and getting on a plan and getting the advice and the coaching. Cause you can't get that from a book or from a video or from a YouTube video. Naturally that communication, the talking to, cause the YouTube really doesn't talk to you. <laughs> no, no it, it does not it's give you swim feedback general, yeah it's actually for general public as well well we're really really happy scott you're you have your second life you have your pr <laughs> you have your boston can i see that boston you got there you go yeah <laughs> all nice. right you guys are having fun on this so we have scott in georgia all the way three hours ahead i know it's about 9 30 in his time but really really Thank you so much, Scott. And if you guys have, you know, like if you if you have value, if you get value from this, you know, let us know. We would love to know. And we will be here again next Wednesday for another live training. We have some exciting next Wednesday. You'll put in your calendar. Again, thank you, Scott. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.